Yo, it's AJB for Scrubville Podcast. Uh, I'm about to do my review of Cobra Kai Season 2. So, um, the Cobra Kai review was one of my most uh, played podcasts. So, um, but, you know, with that being said, hey, regardless, I love Cry the Kid. Um, and I really enjoyed Cobra Kai Season 1, so I was definitely going to watch season two um i've liked it so much that i'm already re-watching season two uh again i'm like on episode seven or eight um one thing off the top i gotta mention even though there's only 10 episodes each are about 30 minutes long they just maximize um every episode so well um, it's way better than like how, you know, like the Netflix Marvel s- series where there's 13 episodes and there's like four episodes worth of filler. It really doesn't feel like there's any filler on these shows. I would take 10 of these. They're 30 minutes long over a 13 episode series with hour long episodes any day just because the writers do a w- good job of putting so much content going on having so much content um so in the season one you see crease come back uh to cobra kai and then you know it's it's episode one starts off right with that with crease and uh johnny going at it and then you see their little their messed up dysfunctional father-son relationship you also get to see a lot of the father-son relationship with Johnny and Miguel, which I love. I love their relationship and just how, like, they can be so open with each other, but it's like they still remember their roles. Like, okay, I'm Sensei, you the student. But at the end of the day, Miguel can always just ask a serious question or question some of uh, Johnny's methods and things like that. And there might be a little tug back and forth, but at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're cool. They're always on, you know, they end up being on the same page. So I really just enjoy their relationship. Um, to me, it's the best sensei student relationship out the whole series. Uh, that was one thing I kind of felt like, um, that was kind of missing. Well, is that I feel like Miguel was like the main focus of season one. In this season, he's one of the main focuses, but not as much as he was in, uh, in season one, which I didn't like because I, I really fell in love with his character. Um, you still get to see the love triangle with him, Robbie, and Samantha. And then there's the new girl that's thrown in, uh, Tori. But she's to me, she's kind of she come kind of comes off as a villain in the show. Um, cause you know, she's kind of a bad girl. Um, yeah, she likes Miguel, but you know, I don't know. I feel like they could have explored her character a little bit more. They could have developed her list a little bit more. Um, but I think they kind of just want her to just kind of be, you know, antagonist for Samantha's character. But, um, you get to see Daniel with Miyagi though. He's trying to get it off the ground and everything. And he's really struggling to bring people in. Um, it's, it's 
one of the things that's that's uh that's kind of weird about this show but it, i like it is that you know growing up watching the karate kids my main focus has always been on daniel and mr miyagi with this show i fell in love with johnny and miguel but you know i still got love for daniel so when they switched to him I'm like i'm like okay cool but to me i'm still more fascinated by johnny and cobra kai um I think Daniel does a good job of playing the Miyagi role for the most part, uh, but they do a good job of showing that, like, he still... One of the things I struggled with Daniel's character, you know, from the earliest, uh, the earlier Karate Kids, like in Karate Kid 3, is like he never got it. That Some of the things that Miyagi would tell him, like, hey, it's, it's not about fighting, you know what I mean? And this is what it's really about. It's like he kind of gets it, but he doesn't. And you still see that in his character. Um, but you can see that he's trying to do the right thing overall. Uh, one of the interesting things is that he, he has a really hard time of balancing the, the karate dojo with uh, LaRusso Auto Parts to the point where it's even affecting his marriage. Uh, so that was one of the things I think was a setup, too. I'll bring that up later, hopefully, I remember. Because, uh, like, with Johnny, you see him and uh, his old dating thing and how he really wants to talk to Miguel's mom. Uh, kind of goes, hits some roadblocks, but eventually he gets to go out on a date with her. Um, so, that was kind of interesting. But then you see Johnny at one point send the friend request to Allie, and he mentions throughout the series that that girl was his heart or whatever. So... I'm pretty sure they, they set it up because at the very end, he sends a friend request to her, uh, to Al, um, no, Ali sends a friend request to him. So I think it's a setup or Ali for season three for her to come back. seems like it's going to happen. I don't think YouTube has announced that they're going to do season three yet, but I really feel like there's going to be like a war again between Johnny and Daniel for Ali because they set up for Daniel to be having some marriage issues already. I don't know if he's going to have a divorce or something like that, but once Allie comes onto the block, you know he's going to be kind of thinking thinking about old times with that, and then so is Johnny. And then now, um, but I can't talk about that yet because I haven't got to that point yet, so I'm sorry. But anyways, one of my complaints, after watching it the second time, I'm not done yet, but when I'm watching it the second time, one... They didn't make it clear. They they just made it known through references that, okay, this is the summertime, so kids are out of school. I think one of the things that helped season one is, you know, there wasn't as much karate in season one as there is in this season. This season, it's like, oh, it's, it's like you like it, but it's like it's, they rely on it too much. It's kind of almost kind of like with the, the later sequels of Rocky where there was like, you know, there was more about boxing and montages than it was the story. And that's where it kind of lost some of its steam. It was still good, but not as good as the original. So I think with them not being in school, there's not that constant place that they're, that the, you know, the main characters are going to every day. It, you know, instead of it being school, now it turns into every episode you see them back at the dojo. And to me, it's like, that was cool. But it's like, is this really realistic with kids that, you know, they're just going to be wanting to practice karate all summer? You know what I mean? I I think 
that's a, that would be a good side thing to do. But, you know, kids kind of want to be doing things like going to Disneyland or going, you know, on some trip somewhere or doing this and doing that. You know, I, I think they could have kind of delved in that to that a little bit more. Um, I like the idea of like having a season where they're not in school, but I don't think they utilize it so well. Like the Valley Fest episode. OK, that made sense. Valley Fest, you know, but. It was just always just going back to what's the next training uh, that we're going to do and what's the next, you know, fight scene. So I think having it during school really helped. Um, Maybe they should have done this summer idea, maybe in a later season. Um, Because, you know, I think I would love if they would do something like in a future season where it's like, they get an invitation to do a karate tournament in Okinawa. So you can kind of get that feel of Karate Kid 2 back. But, you know, something was just, because it was just like, man, okay, we see Miyagi-Do doing uh, training. We see Cobra Kai doing training. And it kind of got old. Um, with Kreese, uh Martin Cole, I think, did a good job. But you kind of realize after you keep watching, it's like, dang, this is like the most you've kind of seen him play this role because... He wasn't a main focus in any of the other Karate Kids, really. Like, what he his actions are, but him actually, you know, him acting and everything wasn't... Like, in Karate Kid 3, it was about his revenge, but then you just see uh, uh, the, the other character that, for some reason, I can't remember his name right now, but that was uh, with Cobra Kai. You see him, you know, you see him playing out the revenge, and then Kreese comes in back at the end. So, really, you get to see him playing in this role. And I don't know if he's so much as awkward. It kind of makes sense to me, I guess, with his character, with him being how old he is and probably what he's been through. And I think they they did a good job of kind of making him have a little bit, you know, uh, of some dimension and not just being, like, just the straight-up villain he was in the in the first one. So, that that was kind of good to see. Um, and how he kind of corrupts the students, uh, you know, I, I guess I think it worked later on. It, it pays off in the last episode. Um, but anyways, the last, um, oh yeah. And then also too, with Miguel, it's good seeing him stay, stay good. Cause then I was kind of worried about him in the end of season one. Like, oh man, he's just going to go all the way off the ledge. I was glad that he won uh the the tournament but i was like man it seems like he's just gonna go straight psycho it seemed like that happened more to hawk's character because he just went totally off the the cliff like stealing miyagi's medal of honor and everything <coughs> excuse me but um still though i still for some reason i still love this character i, I just i just like hawk um the dimitri character sometimes can get a little annoying it's like a little over the top I don't know how I did not see before that he's perfect for Miyagi-Do, just the way that he is. And then they did do a good job of paralleling him a lot to Daniel in the first Karate Kid with how, you know, he really doesn't look like a guy that could do karate, but, you know, with you know with the Miyagi-Do training, he ends up being able to do a little damage. So I like that. Um, at first, I thought, I really thought, because I could see the Samantha Robbie uh, romance set up in season one. So I, I thought I was going to absolutely hate it. Um, I didn't necessarily hate it as much. It was, you know, I still didn't really don't like Robbie anywhere near as much as I do Miguel. 
I think in season one, they kind of took too long to start developing uh, the Robbie character to the point where I was so invested in Miguel already. I was like, all right, who's this kid? But, you know, they do a good job of showing, um, you know, Robbie's growth as a character. And then also that he's still dealing with trying to get over his past and being a good guy. So I think they showed that pretty well. And then, then with him lying about the whole metal thing, and then uh, with with Miguel taking it back, I definitely see Miguel and Samantha getting back together at some point. Uh, the the Tory girl just wasn't really a good fit for Miguel. The chemistry wasn't really. It was kind of there, but not really. Um, but yeah, in the last episode, um, well, oh, yeah, and also the romance between, uh, before I get to the last episode, between Johnny and Miguel's mom. I loved it. I was... I was expecting that in season one, there's a couple of scenes that made me think, I think they're going to end up dating. Um, you know, I feel like they really, they fit well together. Like, I feel like as far as a couple, they just, they just fit. So I kind of, that kind of sucks that Allie's going to come, probably is going to come into the, uh, the next season and kind of ruin all that. But anyways, in the last episode, man, there's a fight scene for like 12 minutes in the school. Um, I think this scene, somebody, like I was watching Collider's uh, review and they're saying that the fighting was over the top. I don't think the fighting was over the top because of the fact that all they did this whole season was this train all the daggum time. So they better be fighting like daggum Bruce Lee as much, much training and, 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 and fighting that we saw, you know, it, it made sense to me. Um, I just feel like, you know, it was that like the, the school fight scene, even though it was really, it was really epic. Uh, maybe it was a little bit over the top as far as you look at it. It's like, this is only season two. You feel like something like that should be towards a, you know, a later season or something like that. Um, cause then it's like, you got to think about the consequences to the characters. Cause then, uh, at the end, Miguel takes a big fall and then they're like, he might not even make it. Um, I thought it was, you know, I, I'm just kind of hoping it's not going to be a situation where he's going to be paralyzed. I, I don't mind him being in a wheelchair for a whole season or, you know, or uh, crushes for a you know season, but I, I can't, I don't want to deal with no Degrassi thing. I'm sorry. But anyways, but like all those kids, those were extensive fights in school. Um, they did try to make some things apparent, you know, to try to show, Oh, why they were able to get away with it. But like, man, Every school fight I've ever seen when I went to school, it don't take long before somebody's going to come in there and try to break it up. So every now and then you'll see one that's like, oh, man, they actually got to get a lot of licks in before somebody came in and break it up. But that was just like straight up ridiculous, man. And then you got everybody recording all the footage. So you're going to have all those administrators and stuff. You know, they're going to be able to see every detail of how long the fight went and all that. So it's like. I don't know if all the kids will get expelled. I think the only kid that'll probably be expelled is Robbie. So it's for you know, uh, you you kick Miguel over that daggum uh, rail and almost kill him. Yeah, you getting expelled for sure. I think everybody else is definitely just going to get suspended for a long period of time, maybe half the year or something like that. Um, but I don't. But you never know. They might expel freaking everybody. But I don't know. You know, where are they going to go? Just like, you know, where are these kids going to go to school? How are you going to fix these things? 
It makes sense for Robbie to get expelled, but I don't know about everybody else. So that, you know, but I I don't know. That might have been a little too over the top. Another thing you got to think about, too, is if they do get to go back to that school, that, you know, not only, you know, a long suspension, but when you come back, there's probably going to be a ban on karate. And, and when I mean a ban on karate, it's like those kids that are coming in with Cobra Kai hoodies and stuff like that. They're probably going to treat that like it's a gang from here on out. It's like, nope, nope, you can't wear Cobra Kai hoodies and you can't wear Miyagi, though. So that can kind of change the complexity of the series. as well. But maybe it'll help the issue I was talking about is like there being too much fighting, you know, because, you know, I like a lot of the action and stuff, but it's like uh, it being, you know, showing the drama and just showing the regular day life is is always been, I feel like, a hallmark of the Karate Kid series. Because like in the first season, I mean, excuse me, the very first Karate Kid you just see him, you know, he's he's new, he's trying to make it in school, he's just trying to live his life. And you still see that, even when he's learning karate. It's not just all about learning karate. So, um, that's something that I think that they're going to have to fix moving forward. Um, I hope they don't, like I said, I still hope they don't put uh, Miguel in, um, you know, like in a... Uh, in a wheelchair for good for the rest of his life. Nah, that that wouldn't fly with me. I'm sorry. Um, but there's a lot of things. I Like I said, I feel like uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel and Johnny fighting over Allie again because uh, they kind of set that up, in my opinion, with Daniel's relationship and how that's going and Johnny and then Miguel's mom getting mad at him. Um Crease, you know, then then there there could also be a possible team up. Everybody keeps talking about that, as far as them trying to bring Crease down. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that as well. Um, you know, him getting kicked out of his own dojo that was kind of okay. Yeah, I guess I'll buy that. Um, I wonder if uh, Crease or uh, the guy that I cannot remember his name, I think Silver was his name from Karate Kid Three. Who owns probably the rights to Cobra Kai? That's one of the things I was thinking about. So who owns the the copyright? Because then he could probably kick him out or whatever. So that'll be. Oh yeah, another thing. The episode where uh, Johnny gets to see all the old guys from Cobra Kai. It was a cool episode. I don't think I liked it as much as uh, most the diehard fans did. It was cool to to see that whenever they bring the old characters back, I love it. I love the continuity. Like I love that they brought back Mom. Uh, Daniel's mom again uh, for this season. I was I was thinking, well, they brought her back for season one. I doubt she'll be in this season, but it was cool. It's like because I remember when I saw her in the first season, I lost it. I was like, oh my god, they brought her back because you know she was only in the first Cry the Kid, and then for a quick second in Cry the Kid three. So it was good seeing her back. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see them. I guess they're gonna probably bring Allie back in season three. I'd like to see, like, you know, like I said before, some more connections to the second Karate Kid. So maybe going to Okinawa or whatever. Um, characters from season three, maybe Terry Silver. That now, now his name just came back to me. But everybody else, eh, I pass on that. Um, but it would be cool to see, you know, the Alley characters won. But they could, you know, they could have even started off, though, with bringing back the girl from Karate Kid 2. Um, bringing some of the other old flames back and kind of seeing how that's going to pan out with uh, Daniel. 
Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see if they in season three where Daniel's relationship goes with his wife. And will the son ever play a prominent role in this series? Because all he was doing was just going to camp. He was barely in this season at all. Um, but one of the things that's interesting about Daniel's wife, too, is just like she doesn't really understand what karate means to Daniel. And, you know, it seems like she's heard stories about Mr. Miyagi and what, you know, what Mr. Miyagi did for him. But she doesn't really understand how Daniel looks at karate as almost as a way of life and how it brought him out of a dark time and lonely time in his life. So it is amazing how he ends up being with that woman, (laughs) you know, a woman that doesn't really get all that. But hey, you know, he didn't have any luck with any of the other women really in, in the the series. Um, it'd also be cool if they ever could bring back Hillary Swank that was in the next Karate Kid. You know, I know she's kind of a she's got a couple of Oscars under her belt, so it'd probably be hard to bring her in, but it would be cool to see. Uh, but bringing back more old characters would be great. Um the way that this this show is set up, I think just works for the characters that they have left. I still miss, you know, Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita. I wish he was still living because then there's a certain things that like he he brought the full balance or, or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it, I I really hope that they do a season three. I just hope that it's they have something that's a constant going. So it's just not all about karate. Um, it needs to be more. You got to show more a little bit about just regular day life. Um, and then just sprinkle uh, karate in there at the right moments. Um, I think for it to be able to remain effective. So, yeah, I, I, but still, I thoroughly enjoyed this show like I did season one. I don't think it was as good as season one, but it was still really good. Um, but yeah, I just hope that they. They can keep pushing. One of the things that you know I did complain about with season one was the cussing and stuff. Um, it was still there in this season, but I, I can tell that they doubted it back just a little bit, which I appreciate, but it still probably wasn't enough. Because to, to me, I just kind of wished it would have kind of kept it the way it was with the original Karate Kid films. Because I'd love to watch this movie. I mean, or this excuse me, this show, even though it feels like this another movie. Uh, but I'd love to watch it with my dad, but because of the cussing in there and some of the suggestive material in it, I don't feel comfortable trying to watch it with him, even though he he's the one who got me on Karate Kid. But anyways, check out Cobra Kai. I went way too long for this.